0: So for the next session, we have Art joining in today. Uh, he'll be talking about how to call for new business just by filling the blanks, the smart calling script template. So uh, before uh, Art starts his uh, presentation, uh, a little bit about him. He is a sales leader, uh, award winning author and a keynote speaker. And he'll be talking about the smart calling script template today. Art over to you. Yeah.
1: All right, great. Okay, everybody, welcome. I am going to share some information with you over the next 25 minutes. It's going to make your prospecting for new business easier. It's going to make it more fun. It's going to help you get more yeses and fewer nos. It's going to help you do it all without rejection. Now, did I get your attention there with that opening? Did it make you want to hear more? And uh, if so, that is precisely what I'm going to help you do with the cold calling without the cold, fill in the blanks template. So what we're going to do in rapid fire order here, drink it from the fire hose, is that I'm gonna skip right to the pretty much the what to say stuff, the good juicy stuff, what to say on our calls and voice fails so that we can generate interest and get somebody talking to us pretty quickly. All right, so this is, and I've never done it this quickly before. This is all based on my best-selling book, Smart Calling: Eliminate the Fear, of Failure, and Rejection from Cold Calling. First came out ten years ago. The third edition just came out a couple of weeks ago and hit number one in Amazon's business sales category again. And uh, there's a lot of pre-work that takes place prior to getting to the good stuff, and I'm going to spend probably about two minutes on it. Now, the template itself, I would encourage you to download this right now, if you would, if you want to follow along. You'd don't need it for the purposes of the presentation here. And of course, you can watch the recording and then go through it again. But if you want to get it right now, it's a downloadable, fillable PDF that you can either print out and fill out or you can actually do it on screen. So you can get that at phonescripts.com, phonescripts.com. and I'm going to continue on here with the program. So you've probably heard this before. If you're a salesperson or even if you're not a salesperson, cold calling is dead, right? If you want to start an argument on LinkedIn, just go ahead and pose that question. Is cold calling dead? And then you're going to have both sides saying, yeah, it's dead. Other people saying, no, I do it all the time. Well, here's the thing. The cold is dead, but not the calling. There's absolutely no reason for somebody to place a cold call, which I define as calling somebody you don't know who doesn't know you, and you're giving everybody the exact same pitch and you don't know anything about them, and you're talking about your stuff. Nobody wants to place those calls. Nobody wants to get those calls, and there's absolutely no reason today to ever place that kind of call. People are just too busy today to pay attention to a stupid, dumb, cold call. We're getting inundated with anywhere from a couple hundred to several thousand messages each and every day. Okay. And uh, we have, as a result, become professional ignorers, meaning that we have to ignore most of the messages that we receive. With that being said, people are still buying and there are people still talking to salespeople. Which ones? The ones who have a personalized, customized, tailored value message that's unique for that individual, because again, commerce is still happening even during these challenging times, but they're talking to fewer salespeople. They're talking to the ones that they see as having value, not somebody who just shows up and throws up or sends the generic email message saying, can I get 15 minutes of your time to talk about my stuff? No, that's absolutely ridiculous. All right. So what should we say? Well, We need to be smart with our calling. And uh, what is the smart calling process? Essentially, it's knowing something about the people that we call before we call so that we can put together a customized tailor message for that individual. It's going to cause them to sit up straight and say, huh, okay, I wonder what that is. And by the way, this process is being used by hundreds of thousands of salespeople worldwide and people who don't even consider themselves to be salespeople, but nevertheless have to pick up the phone and reach out and contact somebody that they don't know, which really involves a lot of people out there in a lot of different professions and and avocations. So what do we do first? Well, several steps that we need to go through and when I do my one and two day workshops, we spend at least an hour or two on all these pre-steps, which I'm going to spend a couple minutes on. So we want to do our research. We want to go to Google. Of course, the all-knowing Google is going to lead us in a lot of different directions, sometimes down a rabbit hole. So as a result of that, I partnered with one of the foremost search experts out there for sales intelligence, Sam Richter. And uh, we have this tool called Smart Calling Intel, which is like Google on steroids. It's a premium service, but it saves sales reps tons of time. And of course, as professional salespeople, we most definitely want to go to LinkedIn. And I know we've had other speakers talking about social here, Personally, I'm going to go to any other social media channel that might provide me some good information. Am I going to go to Facebook? Probably. Uh, if I have an individual's name, is that, is that stalking or being creepy? No, they're putting it out there. And just because I have the information doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to use it all the time. Now, let me give you a couple of examples of both a dumb cold call with no research and then I'm going to give you a smart call and show you the difference here and why these calls are relevant. So, hi Pat, Dale Stevens here with DS Associates. I provide internal communications training and keynote programs. And I'd like to introduce our training program to you and see if you'd like to attend a webinar to learn more about our courses. Here's the thing. Some people might say, oh, well, that doesn't sound bad. Well, actually, that is horrible because who is this all about? It's all about Dale. He's talking about his product. He's talking about training and keynote programs. People don't buy that. They buy results, as we're going to talk about here in a second. And they're going to introduce their training programs. Training programs, here's Prospect. Prospect, here's training programs. Come on, give me a break. I want to see if you'd like to attend a webinar. Hey, you know, I was just thinking I want to attend a webinar. I mean, this is... So again, there was nothing there about the prospect. Now, conversely, let's take a look at one that where some research had been done. Hey, Pat, Dale Stevens here with DS Associates. I understand that one of your initiatives for the year is strengthening the communication and collaboration between your account management and production departments so you can increase your customer retention and order frequency. Hey, with another components manufacturer, we were able to help them do exactly that and raise their retention by 55% in just six months and their reorder rate by 34%. And I'd like to ask you a few questions, see if it'd be worthwhile to speak further. Now, what happened there? Well, our caller used some smart call intelligence. And you might be thinking, well, how do you get all that stuff? You may not be able to get all that from LinkedIn or Google. You're right. And the other place where we get that is through this thing called social engineering. Social engineering is, calling up an organization and talking to anyone other than your decision maker for the purposes of getting good sales intel so that you can then put together a more personalized and tailored message that is all about them. And I'm gonna give you the social engineering process here. Actually, I'll show you what it looks like when I do it. So I'll call into a sales department, for example. And I'll get a salesperson on the phone because we all know they like to talk, right? So, hey, I'm Art Subject with Business by Phone, and I'm going to be speaking with Dale Scott, your VP there. And I want to make sure that what I have is going to be of value to him. I'd like to ask you a couple questions. Now, notice what I did here. Nothing here was by chance. I identified myself and company. And then I mentioned that I'm gonna be talking to your VP of sales. And uh, of course I haven't spoken with him or her yet, but but I give my intent. And then I give a justification statement, which is given a reason why I'm going to be asking you some questions. And then I'm going to say, I'd like to ask you a few questions. I'm not saying, may I ask you a few questions? i like to ask you a few questions. And then I'm gonna start asking about, in my case, their prospecting, how they're measured, what the morale is, what kind of training they get. And I'm looking for some pains or problems that I can put into my interest-creating opening. So here's what I did there. I, again, I identified myself and company and I asked for help and, uh, and then also gave the justification statement. So that's what I would suggest that you do as well. All right, something else here, and this is what we're gonna be putting into the template, your possible value proposition. And your possible, possible value proposition is not the thing or the stuff that you sell, okay? People don't buy your thing, so quit talking about your thing. We wanna talk about the results. People can object to things results are a lot harder to object to. Results being cutting costs, increasing sales, um, decreasing the amount of time it takes to get to market. So you should know what your possible value proposition is, and you probably have several for the market that you're selling to. So you're going to be plugging that into the template here in a second. Also, what we also want to be doing before we place our call, we want to set our objectives. We want to have a primary objective, which I define as, what do I want them to do at the end of this call? Okay. We just don't want to call up and, uh, Hey, you know, I just want to see who they're buying from now, or just want to see if I could send them some information that I mean, granted, we do want to, we do want to find those things out, but that's the means to the end. So what do I want them to do? I want them to agree to a, an appointment. I want them to agree to a demo. I want them to agree that the next time they place an order, they will give us a shot at it. Okay. Those are all primary objectives. And, I suggest you have a secondary objective. By the way, would you like to know how to never be rejected again on a phone call? I'm gonna give you the real short version of this. Rejection is not an experience, it's the way you define the experience. It's the story you tell yourself about what happens to you. Now, no's are inevitable if you're placing phone calls, or you're placing prospecting calls. The rejection is optional. If you tell yourself you rejected, you were. But if you tell yourself, well, at least I learned something. At least I found out who they're buying from now. At least I found out when their expiration date is. Those things are all wins that you could get on your call. So we want to have a secondary objective. A secondary objective I define as what at least can I attempt on every single call and what can I learn? and I wanna make sure I learn something on every single call. So you always have the choice to tell yourself a story that's either positive or negative. And if you have that choice, why would you call what happens to you negative? All right, voicemail. Very quickly, on voicemail, it should be identical to the opening that you're gonna be putting together here. The only difference is the ending. And I always like to tell people at the end of the voicemail, I will call you back on Friday, I'll also send you an email. If you have a time that is better for you, just simply hit reply. Otherwise, I'll try you again tomorrow. And uh, again, you're going to have pretty much the, the same thing in the body of that voicemail. And a great voicemail leaves a question in somebody's mind, a question that they want the answer to. It doesn't pitch your product. It doesn't ask for a decision. It leaves them wanting for more. It leaves them thinking, "Hmm, I wonder what that is. I'll take that call next time. Or if I see the number on caller ID, I'll let it through. Or if I see their name on uh, in email, I will answer it. I'll reply to it. All right. So let's get to it. Are you ready? Your interest creating opening statement. And by the way, the template is at phonescripts.com, phonescripts.com. We have two objectives for our interest creating opening. The first objective is we want to put somebody in a positive, receptive state of mind. Our call is an interruption. They're doing something. And normally if they don't recognize you or your company, right away, they can start drifting into a neutral or negative frame of mind. We wanna reverse that as quickly as possible, get them in a positive, receptive state of mind, and then the only other objective here is let's get them to the questioning from that, and while they're in that positive, receptive state of mind. All right, so do you have your template ready? Again, if you don't have it, you can go to phonescripts.com and uh, fill in the form, and it will be emailed to you. The link will be emailed to you, and if you don't have it right now, that's okay, and certainly if you're driving, I would encourage you not to be looking at the template. All right, so here is the template. I'm going to go through it with you. I'm going to explain the pieces of it and what is actually in the template itself, and then I'm going to fill one in with you here using myself as an example, and then we're going to Stitch it all together at the end to show you what a great one looks like. All right, so again, we're assuming that we have a decision maker on the phone or we could use this as a voicemail message and then of course we could also modify it for an email or an in-mail message as well. So I like to identify myself and my company and then we're going to have a connection. So, the connection okay, identifying yourself a company is pretty easy, right? So the connection is where we 're using our smart call intelligence. This is where we know something about them. This is where we 're setting ourselves apart from ninety nine percent of all the other cold callers out there. So it could be, "Hey, I was talking to your manufacturing or your director of manufacturing. I understand that your organization is now doing this, or I saw your article, or I saw your post on LinkedIn." I heard your company is now experiencing this. Something that we know about them, and we want to make sure that it is something of relevance. Try not to just state a fact. You don't want to say, I understand you make the decisions for your widgets. Okay? Duh. No kidding. They already know that. All right. So. In my case, hi, I'm Art Subcheck with Business by Phone. I saw your post in the LinkedIn Inside Sales Group that we both participate in about looking for a prospecting workshop for this year's national, national sales meeting. That's going to be virtual, virtual now. And uh, the next part is we're going to give our specialty and then their possible problem or desire. Okay, so we specialize in working with and this could either be the type of company, or it could be their title. And then who or that. So the best thing here for it is to just show you an example here. So uh, again, it could be the, the title HR directors, IT managers, restaurant owners, insurance agencies. So the problem, possible problem or desire, who are looking for more targeted web traffic that need a 24/7 option for their security monitoring, that experience more downtime than they'd like right now. Okay, So again, you should know what the problems are that you solve or what the desires are that you fill with the results of your product or service. That's what you're filling in the blank here with. Next, okay, that, that was mine. So we specialize in working with sales teams. That's what I do. Who have new business quotas and might not be as confident in their prospecting as management would like. And uh, again, I did social engineering here, which in this case I did. I found that out by talking to one of the sales reps. So we know that that is a problem and it's going to resonate with the person who's hearing it. Next part. So we're going to have our possible value here where we're going to discuss what we help somebody do or avoid. So we could have pain avoidance. We help them too, and on the next page here, I'm gonna show you some examples of things you can plug into here. And then we have uh, pain avoidance and desired gain or result because those are the main motivators of most human beings. So possible value here, these are things that we help them uh, minimize or avoid. And then on the right-hand side, these are things that we help people get. And again, these are idea starters for you. I've had people just take these and just absolutely fill in the blanks and they came up with some great openings. But again, I would encourage you, adapt this obviously to your own situation. So in my case, what we do is we help them to avoid call reluctance and rejection. And also to increase their numbers of quality calls, appointments, and sales using a proven conversational prospecting process. So you can see here that that is very conversational. It's the way people talk. And it's certainly something that my prospects are interested in. And in this case, I know they're interested in that because one of their sales reps told me that and then the end results this results in or what this means is so we're further explaining the main benefit here and in my example for our clients it's resulted in gains ranging from 15 or 10 to 50% what this typically means is an overall decrease in turnover Uh, Most of our clients double their conversions after using the program. So again, those are a little bit more generic. So again, what is the end result that that you help people get? So in my case, this results in reps being more confident in their calling and having a consistent, predictable pipeline. And then finally, what we're going to do here is we're going to seamlessly transition to the questioning. Because remember, What is our goal with the opening? Positive, receptive, state of mind, get them talking, right? So uh, in the template here, we have the action verb and then the ending phrase, here's what that looks like. What I'd like to do is ask you a few questions about your sales team to determine if we might have a reason to speak further. And again, giving you several options there. And of course, you can, you can pick and choose, you can modify, you can come up with your own, you can do whatever the heck you want, right? So, and then here's what mine looks like. What I'd like to do is ask a few questions, see if it would make sense to have a conversation, which is kind of a ninja, little ninja trick there because we're already having a conversation, right? And all I really want is, as far as a reaction at the end of this is for somebody to say, yeah, sure, okay. Yeah, what do you wanna talk about? So here it is all stitched together. Hi Pat, Art Subcheck here, President of Business by Phone. I saw your post in the LinkedIn Inside Sales Group um, about, I'm gonna pass the camera here, looking for a prospecting workshop for your national sales meeting. I specialize in working with sales teams that have new business quotas and might not be as confident in their prospecting as management would like. And what I do is help them avoid call reluctance and rejection and also increase their numbers of quality calls and appointments and sales using a proven conversational process. And this results in reps being more confident about their calling and having a consistent, predictable pipeline. And I'd like to ask a few questions, see if it would make sense to have a conversation. So you can see here, it's natural, it's conversational. Obviously, I was reading that there. When I deliver it, I'm building in some pauses, and that's really the key. And some people might say, well, that's a lot of words. Well, here's the thing. Too long is a function of too boring and no interest, not a number of words, because if everything that I'm saying is of interest to you, it's not too long. Okay. And here's something else about these things. A word here or two can make the difference between success and getting hung up up on. So that's why I suggest that When you put these together, you fine tune it, you tweak it, you read it into a recorder, you practice it, run it by a colleague to make sure that it sounds natural. Something else too about this, this is a template, okay? You can modify it, you need to make it your own and it's gotta be conversational and natural. I firmly believe that we should be working from a script, because if we have the opportunity to prepare what we're going to say, why in the world wouldn't we? You don't want to turn in a rough draft, but it can never sound like you're reading from a script. You want to deliver your script like an actor delivers a script, and the way that happens is through practice. Okay? so. Couple things here, thank you for participating. I know we're gonna open this up for questions right now. I've got more for you if you're interested, more free stuff. My blog is smartcalling.com, a lot more free information there. My podcast is theartofsales.com. That's how you can reach me through email. I have a training site if you're interested in having something customized done for you. And the Smart Calling book has its own site. And the reason it has its own site is that we're also giving away about $200 worth of free training to supplement every single chapter in the book. All right. Wow. That's
0: a lot of talking without stopping there. So <laughs> I think we have some questions. Yep. Uh, thanks, Art. I think that was that was like a – proper power pack session, I should call it. Uh, you took it down neatly, right? Even from a beginner to an expert, I think everyone would have found like really great value from that particular session. Thanks a lot. Uh, so uh, let's get on to the questions. I'll just read out the questions for you and you can take them one by one, if that is okay. All
1: right, you're gonna read the questions? You want me to read the questions?
0: Uh, I'll read out the questions for you. Let me just filter it out and read out the priority questions. Okay. Okay. So the first one is uh, what should a beginner focus on the number of calls per day or refining his script?
1: Without a doubt, you need to work on your messaging, what you're saying. Okay. And again, I, I look at script as a, a process and you just don't want to just have a script because as obviously as we went through here today, there's a number of steps that need to take place before we ever pick, pick up the phone. But I do suggest that you follow the process and then when you get your intelligence, you plug it into that process and then you're comfortable reciting it, then you have a winning formula for success. I'm not a believer in the numbers game, which is simply throw it up against the wall and and see what sticks because for every no you get, you're not that that much closer to a yes if you're not doing the right things to get The result that you're looking for. So simply going up to bat more does not ensure that we're going to have more success. Matter of fact, it's demoralizing because it pretty much ensures that we're not going to get the result that we're looking for. So you really do need to work on your messaging and have a process. But the great thing is, is that pretty much anybody can do it if you have reasonable intelligence and you can communicate
0: as we just demonstrated here. Yep, perfect. Quality over quantity. Any day, that's going to work better. So, moving on to the next question quickly. What is your best suggestion for overcoming call reluctance? Well, I think you need to
1: analyze where is the call reluctance coming from. Is it a lack of belief in what you're selling, your product or service? And in that case, you probably need to find a different product or service. Because I firmly believe that everybody needs to be totally sold on what they're selling. Matter of fact, in my workshops, I always ask people, who here believes that you should be charging more for your product or service? And if everybody's hand doesn't go up, I say, we have a problem here. Because if you don't believe that, how are you going to have the conviction when you're selling it? Okay. So uh, another. Cause of call reluctance is simply a fear of getting a no and again calling it rejection. And I could probably spend an hour just talking about the mindset piece of this, but again. Rejection is not an experience, it's the way we define an experience. And isn't it odd in sales where people will take what happens to them and call it rejection? I mean, somebody in the accounting department, if their numbers don't add up, they don't say, Oh, I got rejected by that spreadsheet, right? So if we get a no, all we need to do is say, Okay, that was something that didn't work. And then let's be positive, let's find a win. And as I mentioned, a win could be, what did I learn from that call? And I can plant a seed on every call. I can leave the door open for the future, or at least I can ask them if we could leave the door open for the future. So then at the end of a long day, we could say, you know what, I accomplished my primary objective three times, and I accomplished my secondary objective the rest of the time. That's so much better than saying, oh, I got rejected all day long. But I'm supposed to love rejection, which, by the way, is pretty much impossible. We 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 can't do that. So we want to get a win on every single call, and and so it's it's telling yourself better stories. And what we can't control is the person at the other end of the line and how they're going to react. Now, hopefully, we can influence that by having great messaging, but we totally can't control it. So we should not stake our mental well-being based on somebody's reaction. All we can control is what we say, our attitude and our process. And then if we have all those things in place, we could say bang, it was just something that didn't work right at this moment. And then we move on to the next one.
0: Perfect, I think that summed up neatly. Uh, This is an interesting one. So should we warm up the prospect via other channels before uh, we make a photo? it's a good idea if you can do it,
1: and if you have a budget to do it, if you have the time to do it, and it really totally depends on the individual, what you're selling, and your market. Matter of fact, there, is a, um, there, there are a couple books out there by a guy, a friend of mine, named name is Stu Hynek, And he has termed this, he actually coined a term for this, he calls it contact marketing. And he wrote two books. One's called How to Get a Meeting with Anyone, and the other one's called Get the Meeting. And these are all based on sending things prior to contacting somebody. And normally, it's sending something physical. In my case, I send a copy of my book along with just a short note saying, thought you might find this interesting. I'll, I'll be contacting you soon. And that's it. No sales pitch. So when I call, I can use the same opening that we just went through here. And then I'll reference, I'm the guy that sent you the book, by the way. So what you don't want to do though, is make it the basis for your call. You don't want to call up and go, Hey, Art subject here with business by phone. Did you get the letter I sent? Okay. that. The, no, we don't want to do that. And then, of course, there's all all the different social channels that we can use, and there's a lot of different ways that we can do this. You know, engaging with somebody, uh, sending them a LinkedIn in mail. We can do email. I mean, a lot of different ways that we can we can do this. So, if if you can do it, yeah, I think it's a it's a great strategy. Is it is it required? No. Got it.
0: Got it. Uh, okay, I have one more from Prasad here. What, how can you, uh, you know, plan for a follow-up call calling script? Okay, so would this be after we've spoken with somebody? Exactly. Like you're okay. following up for your next call, you know, how do you take it up without sounding too salesy again? Okay, well, here's the thing.
1: We never want to sound salesy. Okay? And a, a follow-up, a great follow-up call is predicated on having a good previous call and what we're doing yeah. at the end of that call. So let me give you an example of a bad follow-up call. Bad follow-up call would be, hey, I sent you out the information. I sent you the proposal. Did you get it? What'd you think? Do you have any questions? Oh, okay, you didn't get to it. All right, I'll call you back. That's horrible because it was probably based on no, no commitment from the previous call. So here's what we need to do at the end of a call if we're going to be setting up a follow-up. We need to know why we're having a follow-up call. So what that means is what are they going to do between now and the next call? So they should be doing something. They should give us commitment that they're going to go through the proposal with their partner, that they're going to do inventory on their current stock. They're going to do something all right and i agree that i'm going to do something as well maybe i'm going to send them something i'm going to uh you know send over a video whatever it's going to be also what we're going to do is I'm gonna go through the agenda of the next call. So on the next call, what we'll do is we'll go through the results of your discussion with your partner and uh, also I'll answer any questions that you might have. Does that sound good? Great. Then we're going to set a very specific time for the follow-up call. And this shows that, I mean, what we don't wanna do is say, well, tell you what, how about if I just call you Friday? Okay, yeah, sure, do whatever you want. So we're gonna set a very specific time, we're gonna get our calendars out, And now what I'm going to also do is I'm going to send an email as soon as I get off the call and say, I enjoyed speaking with you. And I'm going to review. So to review, what you're going to do is this, what I'm going to do is this, looking forward to speaking with you at 9.15 Friday morning. Great. Now, I'm not done yet. I'm going to send one more email the morning of the call saying, looking forward to speaking with you. So now I've had two touches before the next call. So this is going to ensure or help ensure that they did what they said that they were going to do and that they're going to show up for the follow-up call. All right. So now here's what the follow-up call looks like. Hi, Art Subcheck here, Business by Phone, following up on our conversation from last Tuesday where we discussed this. I'm plugging in what they were interested in and then i'm going to give the intent for this call what i'd like to do is go through the conversation that you said you were going to have with your partner and answer any questions you might have plus i have some additional information notice what i'm doing here i'm bringing something new to the table so i'm adding even more value i've got some additional information that i found that i think you'll find useful so there we go that was what the follow-up call looks like but again we set the stage with the
0: previous call Got it. So set the agenda straight and make sure you're very specific in your time slots as well. Uh, okay, I'll move on to the next question quickly. How to personalize a cold call, call without sounding creepy? Well,
1: we, we we just went through it, I guess. Um, I, I, I don't know what creepy would be. Creepy might be uh, hey, uh, nice There's profile just, picture on your Facebook page. Hey. Uh, <laughs> A great smart call opening just by its nature is is natural, it's conversational, it, it's about you, and there's nothing creepy about it, and, and it's bringing value, and uh, and it doesn't seem like a sales call, so that's the thing. We never want to sound like a salesperson. A salesperson is somebody that calls up and says, Here's what our, my company does. I want to talk about my products and services, and I want to take 15 minutes of your time. To me, that's the ultimate in being a creepster.
0: Got it. Got it. Um, okay. I think this is an uh, interesting one. So can a great cold calling script replace an understanding of product and customer? Okay. Can I manage to get that? Can a great cold replace- calling script?
1: I, I, I'm i not even sure how to answer that question. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, replace an understanding of product and customer. Well, no, we so, need let, to... Under- let me
0: just, you know, let me just rephrase it for you. I mean, like, you know, uh, maybe can if I prepare a killer cold calling script and if I don't add any uh, vital lead intelligence, for example, if I don't personalize it, if I just go with the same cold calling script to multiple people and probably just sneak in their first name and their company name, as a, do you think it's gonna work for me?
1: Yeah, I don't recommend that at all because I, I would define that as the, the bad example I gave earlier of the dumb cold call because uh, w- what we don't wanna do is just say, here's a script, read this script, go make calls. I mean, that those are the calls that go down in flames. Those are the calls, that give salespeople a bad name. Those are the calls that everybody hates to get. I mean, it's just kind of like those robo calls that we get. So we, we need to have an understanding of not only our product, but the results of our product or service and how they might be a value to this person individually. That's why I suggest making the call smart, doing the research. So yeah, absolutely. We need to have an understanding of the customer, the prospect and uh, the results of our product or service. And why they might be relevant for our prospect.
0: Got it, got it. Um, Okay, here is someone who wants to play the number game with you. Uh, So what is a great script? Uh, Someone which would generate 200 moderate quality leads with a 20% conversion rate, very specific. uh, And a script B which generates 20 high quality leads with a closure rate of 55%.
1: Well, again, this to me is a, a general question and uh, let me just take it at, at face value here. So if somebody is, is generating 200 leads and they're putting in a lot of activity, they're only, they're only converting 20%, uh, if, if a tree falls in the woods, does it make noise? What this means is if I have bad calls, are they doing damage? Yes, they are. Because every single contact I have with somebody is leaving an impact on them, is creating an impression. So all these leads that are not converting, they're not converting for a reason, probably because somebody is being transactional, they're smiling and dialing, and they're just going for quantity over quality. And plus what that's going to do is that that's gonna lower morale because show me somebody that is going to say, boy, I can't wait to place my 200 calls so I can get my um, 160 no's or whatever it is, okay? So I would much rather see somebody placing fewer number of calls, having better, deeper conversations, And we don't know what industry this is, so if we're having better, deeper conversations, chances are we're gonna have not only something that converts now, but something that's going to be more of a solid sale and a long-term customer as opposed to one transaction that converted.
0: Got it, got it. Once again, quality over quantity, guys, I think that's what he's trying to emphasize more. So uh, we'll just take one last question, Art, considering the time. So, um, okay. 70% 70% of salesperson, salespeople, they hate cold calling. What can organizations do to make cold calling lucrative for a salesperson? So from the organization perspective, how can they help people, you know, salespeople do more cold calls? How can they motivate them?
1: Well, first thing they need to do is not call it cold calling. They, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> they, they,
1: they need to do smart calling because, <laughs> again, if, if you say we're doing cold calling, the words matter and uh, our emotions and actions follow our words. So we, we can call it uh, smart calling, we can call it for calling for new business, we can call it prospecting, but then very importantly, there needs to be a process in place, there needs to be training in place, there needs to be coaching in place, there needs to be uh, motivation and encouragement in place, and of course there needs to be great compensation. For, for the reps as well. And one thing I see so often is that you have managers who manage by dashboard. They just look at numbers and say, hmm, uh, we're not getting as many sales as we want. Let's place more calls as opposed yeah. to let me listen to our calls and let's find out why we're not getting the results that we want. And then we're going to sit down and if we have a process, we're going to coach to the process. We're going to work with our reps. And if we don't do that, then of course, it's going to be miserable for everybody. And there are companies out there that are doing this and they're absolutely crushing it. And then there's companies that are doing the cold calling saying, give me more calls. And uh, those are the ones with the high turnover and the poor results. Got it,
0: got it. Um, Yep. Thanks a lot, Art. I think uh, we have a few more questions. What I'll do is I'll uh, mail them to you. I think Devathi can mail them to you. And uh, guys who are, who are listening, please do ensure you go ahead and connect with Art uh, on LinkedIn, on Twitter. We'll be having his social profiles linked to the presentation and linked to his book, Smart Calling, uh, in b 2 which I told you. Uh, before the q session. So you can catch up on that. And uh, thank you so much, Art. That was a killer session which you just presented today. And we can't have a better closure for B2B Bench 3.0 than this. Thanks a lot. Thanks, thank, you so thank,
1: you thank you so much for having me. Thank you for putting me on this program. And I encourage everybody to go out there and, and book a demo because what a, what a great uh, sales tool that you have.
0: Hey, thank you for watching the recording. Do check us out at Amplus B2B Bench for more such killer content. Also, don't forget to go to www.amplus.com and book your free demo for Amplus Enterprise version. To rank your next customer.